Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. I'm honored and and privileged here uh, to be joined by two of my brothers. Two of like my real brother. I mean, it's brotherly love. Like two of my real brothers to to launch this segment. We got Scott Peters in here and Robert Peters in here. Now these guys are both older than me, not by much. But they're both older than me. Um, uh, but I want to welcome to the program Scott, Rob Peterson. Welcome to Evening Words. Hey James, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, Scott. I see you're in the rig. So tell t- t- I mean, you are, are you hopefully you're pulled over, Scott. You're not like I, I know you're probably in the midst of a, a drop off delivery, but hopefully you're pulled over. T- t- tell people what you do, Scott, who you are. Well, first of all, James, I am at a light, so I am driving, but I am being safe. I got my headset on, okay. and uh, I'm not really looking at the camera. I won't make a lot of eye contact with you. Okay. But, but you're uh, working, bro. See. You're working right now. Yes, sir. I work throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what I should say. Um Education-wise, I grew up in Jersey. We both know that. Um, graduated from a public school system. I went on to college at Pace University of Lower Man, New York, and I graduated with a business degree in marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple of avenues I thought about taking, like uh, fashion design, uh, advertising. But I also thought about the trucking industry, James. I also thought about not just uh, driving a truck, but possibly owning a truck mm-hmm. and um expanding that type of business. Um, turns out that um, the latter came to fruition. I um, got in a truck. I fell in love. Um, and, we're we're uh, talking 18 wheelers here. We're talking like real these, the real trucks, the big ones. <laughs> we're talking the big ones. I have a CDL Class A license. So, yes, I drive an 18 wheeler. Mm-hmm. Um, James, uh, I've been doing it for 30 years now. Mm. And um, it's like, wow, it's, it's as if I started yesterday. Um, one of the joys I find from this position, James, is the number of people I meet, you know, a lot of people are interested in getting in the industry and James, I take the time to talk to them and encourage them to strongly consider Mm -hmm. getting into the industry nationwide, James, there is a shortage of truck drivers and it's that number is only getting, um, higher with attrition and a lot of drivers retiring Mm -hmm. and, um, I do enjoy my job after all these years, James. And uh, that's a good thing. I don't want to take so, up the so, mic. So, no, no, no. Much, I'm, I'm going to pass it to Robin one second. But Scott, just, for folks who just heard you say that and they're saying, hey, I want to be a truck driver, it means the first step to get that commercial driver's license is the first step to try to figure out, you know, something else. You know, let, t- give give some folks a little bit of, of insight into if you're just hearing this, how do you get started? Well, um, what I like most about it is, like I said, the demand is there. You know, there's over 50,000 drivers needed nationwide. Mm -hmm. And one of the best ways to get into the job is there are companies that will pay you, James. They will pay you to train to become a truck driver. Mm. They will help you get your CDL and then they will turn around and they will put you onto their company. They'll place you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you're not going... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, when you're not driving, Scott, I'm going to ask you to give us a couple of those resources so that we can post them. Not right now. When you're not driving, (laughs) give us some of those resources. I'm going to kick it over to Rob. Uh, uh, Rob, welcome to Evening Words. It's really incredible to have my brothers on here. Uh, I'm sorry that Ivan's not here. We do got one more. We're missing one here, folks. He's going to hear it. He's going to hear it from these guys. He'll hear it from these guys. I promise you. We're missing one. But Rob, go ahead and introduce yourself. Talk about, talk to folks about 
about about what you do in the in, in the world. And then I got a couple of questions for you guys. Sure. Well, first of all, let me say that it is an honor uh, for sure to be on the show. I am a uh, longtime listener, first time caller, so to speak. <laughs> so, yeah, very happy to be on the show. I, of course, am listening uh, very often to your show. So it's, uh, as I said, an honor and a pleasure to actually be on here. Thanks, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm your older brother, for sure. <laughs> and uh, for me, you know, my journey has been uh, different from uh, from you guys. You know, I, I did go to school uh, in California. I did go to USC. But my uh, livelihood now, I, I did not touch the entire time I was in uh, California, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a uh, software engineer. I'm a director of software, software engineering at a company here in, uh, in Chester. And I've been in the... Uh, software development industry for 25 years. Um, but my path on that, uh, that journey was really through, um, uh, self-teaching, you know, the, the information that I used to get to the point where I am right now was, uh, gained through freely accessible knowledge. Wow. And, you know, I have been listening to the show, and, uh, you know, listening to you and uh, Chris really talk about the importance of literacy really strikes home for me and is really critical for me because that is exactly how I got here. Uh, got to where to the point where I am right now mm-hmm. that um, because uh, our family did a good, uh, a great job, actually, in not only instilling the importance of literacy, but also making it valuable, you know, and, you know, so he told that story about, you know, faking, <laughs> you know, uh, faking reading, it's a true you story. know, when we were younger, it's a true story and it fits perfectly because there's value placed on the ability to read in our family. Mm. You know, it wasn't shoved down our throats necessarily. Well, well, <laughs> you know, arguably it wasn't shoved down our throats. Um, and you know, it wasn't as if we had to be, uh, handcuffed to, to a chair, but our parents gave us praise and recognition for the ability to read. Mm. And that was really key, um, in all of our upbringings. And it has served me from that point up to this day. Again, even though we weren't, I wasn't reading about software development at that time because I had the ability to read and the ability to uh, assimilate information. At the time that I was introduced to software engineering, I did, was not, I did not need to have a traditional institution in order for me to get the knowledge that I needed. I was able to, because it's freely available. Um, able to use that information mm-hmm. and then demonstrate the skills that I got from reading that uh, information. And after 25 years now, I'm able to say that, uh, you know, I'm able now to guide other developers, you know, other developers that actually did go to traditional schools. And so, again, yeah, it just really struck home wow. with uh, the the idea of uh, literacy uh, and how important it is. That's incredible. No, no. Uh, thank, thank you both for that. I mean, I, I didn't necessarily mean for you guys to talk about your professions. I just wanted y'all to just be on here and talk. Um, uh, but you know, this, this weekend, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a, a family picture with my dad and, uh, both of my brothers spend a lot of time, you know, caring for my dad. And, and, and you all know that the, the audience here at WRD is, is a wide range of, of ages. And there are folks in this audience who, who are have to deal with some of the day-to-day things that you guys have to deal with and that, you know, other mem- family members in our family have to deal with in terms of, like, supporting your parents and, and providing elder care. And I don't necessarily want any of you to, to, to 
be more personal than you feel like you need to be on air. But I wonder if, if, if you could reflect a little bit about, about, about what it's like, you know, to, 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 you know, handle your own career and do what you have to do in your career. Um, but also be mindful of and, and, and figure out how you de- dedicate time to, to supporting your parents in, the, in, in their time of need. And I'll kick it over to you first, Scott. <laughs> yeah, James, I, my apologies. I, I, it is also a privilege and an honor for me to be here on the show with you of course, today. Well, thank you. Um, as, it, as it relates to your question, James. Oh, man, Scott, Scott, you, that, that, you, you know, that truck driving uh, signal, Scott. Loving parents. Scott, hold on. We, 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 we lost you for a second. Start from the beginning, Scott. I said, James, I think it's a rite of passage to be raised by two loving parents mm-hmm. uh, to, to grind it out your entire life and to actually get, get into a position where you're, you know, you're responsible, you're taking care of your family, but you're also taking care of your extended family. You know, that being, you know, your parents when mm-hmm. they, as they age, mm-hmm. um, we come from a family of hardworking people <laughs> and, I feel it's it's my responsibility, James, and I'm not talking about any of my other siblings. It's my responsibility to step up and take care of them the best way I know how, James. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I appreciate that, Scott. I, I laughed, Rob. I laughed at that because I think to say that we work hard is kind of an understatement. And again, I, I know a lot of people that work hard. Just, I'm, I'm laughing because mm-hmm. you know, on, on air sometimes we have these conversations about stereotypes about black people being lazy, and that's always one of the most laughable. Uh, 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 things. Of course, there have to be some black people out there somewhere that are lazy. But man, I just don't see too many of them in the world. In the world that I that I live in. But Rob, you know, talk talk a little bit, Rob, about what Scott's talking about. Like you, you, you all, you both of you have had to dedicate some of your time and some of your life to 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 that effort. And 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 I think you know a lot of times I think it's easier said than done. I mean, we I I, I want to shout out you know uh, the other Dr. Peterson here. As well, who's kind of the, the 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 matriarch who manages all of this and, and and dedicates her life to it as well. But but you're here on the seat, Rob. So so talk talk a little bit about your experience with that piece. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I think the um, I guess my first thoughts about it are that um, you know, society is really changing. You know, we've got some really dramatic changes in uh, lifespan and in the way that. Uh, economics work. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we're as a family, you know, as uh, family groups, we're having more and more responsibility for our parents. Mm-hmm. And um, in my particular case, you know, I was fortunate enough because of um, what my profession is. And because, as you mentioned, we've got that other Dr. Peterson there who mm-hmm. is uh, sort of um, uh, running the show that I am able, fortunate enough to actually be able to live with that. Mm-hmm. And to be able to uh, uh, participate in his care, um, and you know, I'm old enough to know that that wasn't always uh, as common as it is today. And mm-hmm. um, again, it's because of those changes that that we talked about. Um, and it's definitely a challenge. You know, uh, I don't. You know, one of the reasons why it was feasible for me is because as a uh, software developer, you know, much of my work can be done remotely. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, most of my positions, uh, allowed me the flexibility to be able to, uh, participate directly, um, in dad's care. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I am incredibly grateful that I've been able to do that. Uh, first of all, I am sure that it has improved, uh, the quality of dad's care. 
And so, you know, God bless the people who uh, whose situations don't allow them that same opportunity and have to rely on services and uh, people outside of their families to take care of their parents. I, I can't imagine how difficult that is. Um, you know, so I, from that sense, I'm, I'm definitely uh, very appreciative of the abilities to do that. Uh, but. I also have to say, and this is a, a kind of hidden benefit, and uh, I'm sure any caregiver will uh, agree with me. I am a much better man. Wow. For the time that I'm spending with my father. Mm. Mm. You know, the time that I'm spending. Yeah, y'all want to uh, see me cry on air? Y'all want to see me cry on air? <laughs> uh, the time that I'm spending with my father has made me a better person. Mm. Uh, my character is much better. Mm. And I can, I personally can see the difference uh, uh, from the time that I started to live with that uh, up to this very moment where, uh, you know, I'm much more thoughtful, much more outwardly directed. And, uh, you know, these are all things that occurred through the time and the energy that I spent and the, the um you know, the emotional capital that I spend uh, thinking about and worrying about dad and then also being able to actively uh, participate in his care. And so, yep, there's a lot of challenges for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, again, very thankful that uh, our family is able to uh, care for our father without uh, without too much <laughs> outside help. I mean, of course, we're always getting help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, he's able to spend the majority of his time uh, with his family. And after all of that, you know, what's all said and done, all these supposed sacrifices that I was uh, supposedly making, as it turns out, I was the one who benefited most from it. Mm, mm, mm. Listen, we got to get ready to go to break, but I got to hold you guys for, for one more second because I, I got some I got some dating questions to ask you guys. OK, I have some dating questions <laughs> to ask you guys. OK, you're, you're listening to Evening Words. I'm your host, Dr. James Peterson. We're live on WRD, 900 AM, 96.1 FM. We're in conversation with my brothers. Uh, to launch the brotherly love segment here on Evening Words. If you want to join the conversation or you have a question for them, give us a call at 215-634-8065. That's 215-634-8065. We'll be back after these messages. The 32nd Annual African American Children's Book Fair will be held on Saturday, February 3rd, 1 to 4 p.m. This free event will feature award-winning authors and illustrators who will make presentations and autograph their books. A bookstore with a wide variety of books for children, preschool to young adults, will be available for purchase. Promotion giveaways, games, and prizes are part of an afternoon to celebrate reading. For more information, call 215-878-BOOK. Remember, a book opens up a world of opportunities. Don't forget to tune in to WURD on Saturday, February 3rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. as we broadcast live from the African American Children's Book Fair, hosted by Dr. Aaron Smith, only on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. This live broadcast is brought to you by TD Charitable Foundation and Comcast. Could you be the person who gives a kid their forever family? Across Pennsylvania, kids in foster care are waiting for a family of their own. My name's Keyshawn, I'm 17, and I want a family that will love me for me. I'm tired of moving, and I'm ready to accept someone in my life to have them as my forever family. Meet the kids and learn how you can become a foster or adoptive parent. To learn more, visit adoptpakids.org. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. 
Stand with Word Radio as we continue to provide dynamic, progressive programming to inform and empower our people. We're living in unprecedented times, and we must stand together to protect and preserve Black Talk Media. Become a four-word member with the annual membership price of just $90 or a digital member starting at just $5 per month. If you're already a four-word member, sign up, family member, or friend to help us continue making history. Start or renew your four-word membership today. Visit wordradio.com forward slash forward or wordradio.com forward slash membership. And now back to Evening Words with Dr. James Peterson on WURD 900 AM and 96.1 FM Philadelphia. Welcome back to Evening Words. I'm your host, Dr. James Peterson. We're live on WRD 900 AM, 96.1 FM. If you want to join the conversation, please give us a call at 215-634-8065 or toll free at 1-866-361-0900. We are in the midst of the brotherly love segment with my brothers, Robert Peterson and Scott Peterson. Rob, Scott, welcome back to Evening Words. Uh, Ginger sent us a note, says it's a privilege to have the opportunity to care for your parents, especially when you have parents who have sacrificed so much for us and for others to be successful. Blessings upon blessings. So the other Dr. Peterson is listening in and, and, and loving you guys. So, so I, I, you, you guys may have heard me talk about a, a program we're doing here at WRD called the Love and Life Connection. It's an event uh, hosted by Carol Riddick and by Dr. Marquita Williams. It's going to be at Bayou in West Philadelphia on February 13th. Uh, by the way, if you want to register for that program, register online at WRDRadio.com. Bayou's a dope spot over at 5025 Baltimore Avenue. But I, and I hope I'm not outing either one of you as, as being single here, but, but, but I, 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 I have to take the opportunity. Young Jordan, young Jordan, I got to take the opportunity to say, Hey, we got this, we got this, this big event coming up. The hosts, the hosts are dope. Dr. Marquita Williams, Carol Riddick, dope hosts. You know, there's, there's a little bit of a dating game inside of it. It's like a, you know, social kind, kind, kind of event. You guys heard Dr. Bobby, the other, other Dr. Peterson on here talking about it, uh, uh, yesterday. So I, and again, I don't want to get beat up. Like when I see y'all on Sunday for the family pick. Okay. I just, I, I just, you know, I don't want to get punched in the chest when I see you guys on Sunday for the family pick. I just, I'm just curious as to if you talk a little bit about like what it's like for you guys as black men. And I mean, you guys are focused on work and taking care of parents and stuff. And, you know, there are other things you guys are focused on. I know that. But but to the extent that you do think about dating or not dating, what what's your calculus? How do you approach it? How do you see it? Assess it from the because I think we've you know we we've had we had Dr. Bobby talk about some things and try to get kind of a, a woman's perspective on it a little bit yesterday. And, I, and I'd be curious uh, to, to what you guys are willing to share with the WRD audience. <laughs> Scott, you want to go first? <laughs> You're muted, Scott. You're on mute, Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rob, I kind of wish you would. I, I missed a couple words I, I at the end. I, I heard I, him I, say I, calculus, I but I didn't hear anything after that, Rob. So could you could yeah. you help a brother out, Rob? Could you? Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I can go first. So, um, you know, I, I'm 55 years old. And so uh, dating for me is entirely different. <laughs> than it was uh, when I was a younger man. And, um, you know, I would love to be able to impart uh, some of the things that I have uh, 
some of the knowledge I've gotten, you know, over this time to that, uh, that younger man. What I would say, um, in general is that, um, what I found is that I, as I've, um, uh, matured and, uh, been more focused on making sure that, you know, my character and the things that were going on in my life were, uh, going the way that I wanted to, that they, that I had integrity in the sense that, uh, my life was moving in the ways that I believed that, uh, those things like, uh, issues like dating became much less, uh, mm-hmm. much less important. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, just to put it more, uh, more directly is that, um, you know, if you are concerned, I would, I would say it to men that are concerned about finding partners or who are concerned about, uh, you know, just dating in general, that, you will find, or what I found is that you will, uh, be more successful almost exactly to the extent that you are putting work in on yourself and, and not from a selfish standpoint, but just on making sure that your path and your road, um, is, is honorable, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that you are doing, you, you know, what you're doing matches what you say, mm-hmm. what you're doing actually matches how you, how you think and how you were raised. Um, and to the extent that you're able to do that, then what I found is that you, the people that you are supposed to be with, the people that you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, in contact with, or that, you know, are potential partners, you're going to meet on that path. Mm-hmm. Thanks and for that. that. You tend to go astray. You know, you tend to get into more toxic and more, uh, or less useful, <laughs> you know, just to put it bluntly, uh, relationships. The farther you stray from your, you know, what you know to be your path. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's my, that's been my experience that, um, you know, the, the running around and the energy and, you know, the chasing and the drama and so on that I uh, went through as a younger man has become uh, much less as I become a more uh, complete person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scott, the question, you know, WRD is, is hosting this, uh, this event on February 13th, the love and life connection event and it's for seasoned singles it's for it's for older folks older black folks and so because you guys are single i was just asking what your experience is and what your wisdom is uh um um about dating and scott again i don't know i'm not trying to get punched in the chest on at the family picture right i just want to oh you're definitely getting punched in the chest yeah. No, no, you're, yeah. yeah you don't just you don't just sandbag people <laughs> <laughs> with dating questions come on, come on, come in on. a public forum. That's all right, though. That come is on, okay. Come on, come on, this is real radio. This is real black. This is black talk media right here, okay? I'm passing yeah. down whatever I get. I'm going to put it to you that way, okay? Whatever whatever befalls me is going to happen to you. <laughs> come on, come on, Scott. Do you want to comment on this? Because we got, we got to try to take at least one or two calls before we get out of here. Come on, Scott. Yeah, James, I'm going to try to make it real quick. But uh, yeah, in terms of seasoning, I got quite a bit of seasoning, but it's all good. <laughs> I've learned a lot in my time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, James, I mean, you know my history. I was married for 16 years mm-hmm. and uh, my wife passed. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of focused. It, 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 you, you start asking yourself a lot of questions. You start doubting yourself. You're mm-hmm. like, you know, did I do something wrong or who am I? You're, you're really trying to look for a place to start all over again, mm-hmm. but, but at the same time, be objective with yourself. So one of the things that I did, I kind of did it backwards, but I like the way I did it. A lot of people just take the time for themselves when they've had a loss like that mm-hmm. and just sort of redefine who they are and start to grow from there. I took the opposite approach, James. Mm-hmm. I started 
dating just to validate who I was mm-hmm. and to also validate my feelings toward um, another woman, mm-hmm. you know, and that has helped me. And once I got to a point, like Rob said, you know, once, well, Rob didn't exactly say, but I got to a point where I got tired of the drama of relationships mm-hmm. and now I'm single and I'm single with the intent of uh, redefining who I am, James, mm-hmm. and, and growing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. So, uh, yeah, James, you are going to get punched in the neck, man. <laughs> You're getting punched in the neck. <laughs> the violence. The violence. You Listen, we're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to take CD from Southwest CD. Uh, welcome to Evening Words. You're on with me and my brothers for the launch of the Brotherly Love uh, segment here on Evening Words. Do you have a question or comment for Rob or Scott? No, um, Dr. Peterson, I was actually calling because I hadn't called in a while just to congratulate you. So oh, wow. it was hard getting in. Yes. <laughs> so you, we have a, are we real popular. So I would just say one thing and then, well, two things. Thank you for, thank you for the congratulations. I really appreciate it. Thank you. But I wanted, this is when I was studying, this is something because um, people talk about education, but I'm going to come from the perspective and I thought about you. And this is for you, Dr. Peterson. Mm-hmm. It's Proverbs 24, 3 to 5. And it says, a house is built by wisdom and it is established by understanding. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with every precious and beautiful treasure. A wise warrior is better than a strong one. Mm. A man of knowledge than one of strength. So I thought of you, Dr. Peace, I even wrote your name by that because you talk about education and I just want to encourage you. There's nothing wrong with knowledge. Knowledge is power and it's not just necessarily academic. Knowledge is for all factors of life. Mm-hmm. So, cause that's something someone can't take from you and that empowers us. So, but I just want to say this cause I, I lived in North Orange. So I wanted to say, do y'all remember risk? The, the, the board game? No, risk. Reading is fundamental. Oh, reading is fun. Of course, reading is fundamental. Of course, yes. Comes through the street. Yes. I cannot wait to that truck. I've seen a few rift mobiles in my life. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yes, but I was just—I got to end because I know you're talking about something else. But I want to say this about how much reading was ingrained in myself and my brother. So mm. we used to always take an annual. This is funny. We used to take an annual trip to North Carolina from North. Mm-hmm. And we always stopped at the Maryland house. So me and my brothers, because one of the parties I was reading that encouraged us to be because we read a lot of comic books. Mm-hmm. So, so we figured out with the bingo chips that were shaped like a quarter. <laughs> so you get the free vending. So you get the free we, vending at the Maryland house. We would put the, we would put that's some real Newark stuff right there. Miss Miss Seedy, that's some real Newark stuff right there. You talk of real Newark stuff right there. Court and we would get a couple of magazines, so we would be just enthralled in the back seat of my. Well, my dad had a blue Cadillac; he loved Cadillac, and just in the back reading our comic books. Mm. And my favorite was Hulk and Batman. So I know you got to go. So I just wanted to say that, but more importantly, I just wanted to share that congratulations on you. Thank and you. What I love about you, what I already learned about you, is your connection with your family and that's special because that's where we have to start our love first with ourselves and then it sends to our family. So kudos to you and your brother. And I'm going to say this about caretaking because I took care of my mom. Mm. 
And I used to say this to my brothers. Sometimes everybody don't chime in. See, the thing is, I used to say to them, my mother went all in and she took care of all of us. And she made sure we were successful getting education. She did the unthinkable. That's the thankless thing. Mm -hmm. Not just because she was a mom. But so when I used to say, it's her turn. It's her turn now. And Mm -hmm. we should want to take care of our parents. We should. It shouldn't even be a, it should be a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say. And I hope much success to the um, venue you and your brothers are trying to establish because I think that's important. I was raised by my father. He was a very strong man. And he actually um, campaigned with Kenneth Gibson in North. So I was around that um, little <laughs> circle and he wanted to be a DJ with WBLS he actually WBLS yes he auditioned in New York for WBLS I just had the time in kudos to <laughs> thank, my father thank, thank you so much Miss Miss CD uh Rob uh do you want to wait there's a lot of new a lot of Newark uh, uh, illusions and touchstones in there I, I don't know I don't know if this Philadelphia audience is ready for all that but Rob you want to do you want to chime in or respond to, to Miss CD's comments well, absolutely. I mean, if I was ever doubting her credibility as a Newarker, the moment she mentioned Ken Gibson, she passed the test right there. Yes, you were yeah, 100%, 100% valid there. Um, I, uh, I do love the idea of, um, that she and her, her family were uh, reading comic books because you know, James, that, that was our thing. And well, well sure. my thing was reading it. Yours was collecting. So you would collect them <laughs> and I would read them. Um, yeah, well, that's a, yeah, it's another long story. But anyway, um, and it, what, uh, the reason why it, uh, it brings, um, strikes a chord with me is because that is one of the things I would really love to get across, uh, to uh, your audience, and really, I wish uh, it was more widely accepted. Is that you know when we talk about literacy, it does not matter what you read. Mm-hmm. It could be comic books. It could be I loved reading the back of cereal boxes. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I would read. You know, I would read anything. And you know, it's. It, uh, I think that there is a great, uh, a great value in understanding that that uh, literacy does not necessarily have to come from you know what you th- would think of as traditional uh, literature. You know, we're not talking. You don't have to read Little Women. You don't have to read you know these sorts of uh, heavy tomes. If you, yeah, can you don't get have to read your, Dostoevsky, right? That's not that's not what we're talking about. Exactly. You don't need to be crime punishment. You don't need to read those sorts of things, especially when you're talking about uh, children and instilling right. those sorts of values. You know, if your child is reading the back of a cereal box, he should get he or she should get praised for that. That's right. And as you as you encourage that and you give and recognize their abilities to read, even if, even if it's the back of a cereal box, mm-hmm. that in and of itself is enough to cultivate the type of, of, of curiosity that uh, that we're talking about. That's awesome. So, listen, I want to introduce my other brother has now joined us. Ivor Peters and is in the chat. Has entered the chat. Listen, I've, I want you to, and it's great because we're talking about literacy and you're actually coming to us right from a school. You're coming to us right from a school. But Ive, I want you to introduce yourself and, and, and all of my brothers. Please keep in mind, we got some callers on hold waiting to talk to you guys or talk with us. We're, we're going to take a break here in a few minutes. So we got a few minutes, I for you to introduce yourself. We're going to hold you guys over this break and come back and hopefully take those last couple calls. So I've, I've welcome to evening words. Yes, welcome, Dr. Peterson. Uh, my name is Ivory Peterson. I am the eldest brother. Um, yes, I am um, <clears throat> currently still uh, out of school now, but I'd love to talk more about literacy when we return from the break. Thanks, Ivory. I, I, I appreciate that. And, and yeah, literacy has been kind of one of the themes we, we've been uh, thinking through and, and, and talking about. So listen, folks, we're 
We're we're coming up close to the end of the show. Folks who are on hold, I want you to please hold on. Just for people who are tuning in now and, and don't know what we're doing here or what's going on here with all these incredible guests. These, if you're on Facebook, these are my brothers that you're looking at here. Scott is literally driving. First of all, they're all at work. Okay, they're all they're all they're all at work. Okay, I mean, I, I wish we were saying something different, but they're they're literally all at work. Uh, uh, my brother Scott. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go in order. My brother Ive, who's the oldest, he's the eldest here, is is coming to you live from a school where he works as an administrator. My brother Scott is in his rig. You know, driving. I don't know where in the world he is, but he's he's been driving the whole time. So I hope he's being safe. He said he's hands free. I hope I hope I hope that he's being safe. My brother Rob, I'm sure Rob is probably still in his office as well. Probably hasn't had a chance to 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 leave work yet, where he's director of software, so uh, well, software engineering. And so yes, and and of course I'm I'm on hour twelve of my workday. I don't know when y'all started working, but I'm on hour twelve of my workday today. So that's that's very real, and we're here to to launch a segment i hear the kids in the background i we're here to launch a segment uh uh called brotherly love that we're going to have on a regular basis uh here on evening words it's not going to always be my brothers hopefully sometimes it'll be them do, you, do y'all know it wasn't easy to get these guys all together uh uh, uh on one, one call but 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 i'm happy they're here and i'm happy you're here you're listening to evening words i'm your host dr james peterson we're live on wrd 900 am 96.1 fm we might be able to take another call i mean i don't know how many we have on hold young jordan but if you want to join the conversation please give us a call 215-634-8065 or toll free at 1-866-361-0900 we'll be back after these messages Want the latest in Word swag? Check out the shop tab on wordradio.com. Hoodies, tees, and more in a variety of colors. It's the shop tab on wordradio.com. You can look good and show the world that you're all about Black Talk Media. Hey, girl. What are you doing here? Aren't you going to be late for work? Yeah, girl. I had to get my coffee and my lottery tickets. You still play the lottery? You think you're going to win? Says who? There's always a chance. Besides, even if I don't win, I'm helping out older Pennsylvanians in my community with each lottery ticket I buy. How so? Well, the PA lottery was started as a way to fund programs for seniors in our state. They've contributed over $30 billion to many programs. $30 billion with a B? Yes, billion. The money goes to programs for property tax and rent rebates, free or reduced rides, low-cost prescriptions, home care services, and more. I had no idea. Yep, the PA lottery is the only state lottery whose proceeds benefit older citizens. You know what? I think I'll get a few lottery tickets, too. There you go. Could you get me a coffee while you're at it? Hmm. Players must be 18 or older. Please play responsibly. Problem gambling? Helpline 1-800-GAMBLER. Tune in every Saturday at 4 p.m. for the Did You Know Show with host Bryant Green, right here on WURD, 96.1 FM and 900 AM. Teachers are diverse, skilled leaders, innovating to prepare students for our fast-changing world. Teaching shapes lives. Are you ready? Explore teaching at teach.org. Supported by the U.S. Department of Education and one million teachers of color. And now back to Evening Words with Dr. James Peterson on WURD, progressive black talk media. 
Welcome back to Evening Words. I'm your host, Dr. James Peterson. We are live on WRD, 900 AM, 96.1 FM. We're in the midst of the Brotherly Love launch, a segment we're going to be doing here on Evening Words. And I have my brothers on here with me, Ivory Peterson, Scott Peterson, Rob Peterson. Welcome back to to Evening Words. I've, if you want to talk a little bit more about literacy, please do so. we got a little bit of time, and we're going to hop to the phone lines as soon as you finish your piece. I caught the tail end of what uh, uh, Robert was saying, but I, I do want to emphasize the importance of uh, reading different types of literature to basically increase your stamina, uh, be- become familiar with uh, other vocabulary words, and um, your inf- your fluency should be increased also by reading uh, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that. I mean, you you you're seeing that in real time in the trenches. Listen, we got to go to the phone lines here. We're going to um, welcome to the program someone who, because you guys listen to this program, you're going to know this caller. This is going to be great. I want to welcome to the program uh, Brother Maurice from Southwest Philadelphia. Brother Maurice, welcome to Evening Words. You're on with me and all my brothers for the Brotherly Love segment. No, what I don't appreciate is y'all guys forgot about me. <laughs> I'm that brother from another mother that you never wanted. <laughs> Every time I tried to read a comic book, you took it from me. You told me to read the dumb rapper. So let me break something down, D. You first started off talking about race. Mm-hmm. Then you started. But see, we, are, what, we as black people, we only think that race only evolves us. But race is universal. Because mm-hmm. anything dark is not appreciated around the world. Mm-hmm. You got Italians that are dark that are, are treated wrong. Mm-hmm. Asians. Italian, mm-hmm. even some white people with olive skin don't get no respect. And here's the worst part. As black people, we do it more than anybody. Because if you bring home a girl that's dark skin, your family, and they could be dark skin, won't smile. But you bring in a red bone, everybody smiles. And that's a fact. So we have to deal with that. But as far as this uh, brotherly thing, I think it's a good thing. And I like to see that your family is well-rounded. Everybody's educated. If they got degrees or they don't, they got degrees. That don't mean anything. It's what come out their mouth mean everything to me. Mm. So listen, next time y'all have a meeting, because I'm going to cut it short, I better be invited this time. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Maurice. I appreciate the call. Y'all know Maurice is a, a regular caller here on the on the, on the the program. You recognize his voice. I don't know if you guys have any comments <laughs> for Brother Maurice, Rob, I've Scott. Uh, no, not me. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, James, it seems like we're always like one step behind Brother Maurice. First time um, I heard Brother Maurice on the phone, it was a concern, James, that the callers aren't getting enough airtime. And <laughs> now that we're all on the phone and we can all answer questions, it's just like, well, how come y'all didn't invite me? But <laughs> well, I'll yeah, save that for another this, day. This, this is, Scott, you just you encapsulated <laughs> the whole thing. That's the whole, You just got it. You got the whole thing, bro. That's it. That's it. That's right. It's a moving target, bro. It's a movie target yes, okay it's yes, movie target yes uh, we're gonna stay on the phone yes. lines we're gonna go to spread love spread love welcome to evening words you're on the brotherly love segment with me and my brothers Jonas, my man is respect respect brother ross james dr peterson how you making out i'm good good brother how you doing give y'all glory every time i'm thrilled to hear you and the family on the air mm-hmm. all the time how y'all y'all brothers making now pretty good, good. pretty good good okay Kid, thanks. And congratulations, of course, on your appointment, Dr. Peterson. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, likewise. It's a very interesting programming, and the people are excited to hear you, so it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And to hear you bring your family on the air 
in your relationship and how y'all get along together. It's a beautiful thing, family. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. You know, I want to send, of course, spread love our brother Jordan on the boards. Yes, young Jordan. Always doing an amazing job. And, uh, you know, we're thankful for everyone like yourselves working to make it better. And uh, we spread love to the entire WRD family. You know, our hearts, thoughts, and prayers are what everyone is suffering right now. Mm-hmm. Especially everyone grieving and mourning and all incarcerated. Especially all incarcerated unjustly, falsely, and innocently. You know, free me and free us all. Uh, Dr. Peterson, I want to volunteer just a couple things. I won't take up too much time, hopefully, if that's all right. Okay. All right, thank you. Number one, could I volunteer, if you don't mind, my definition of what black is from my opinion? Let's go, spread love. Let's go. And I think you may remember this from a couple of years ago when I first called on your show when you was in the evening. Mm-hmm. To me, black is banging. <laughs> Give us the acronym, brother. Break it down. Well, we can do that later for time's sake, but just it's banging, if you don't mind. And being black is banging. Mm-hmm. Everything that come along with it, I love it. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Same. Especially being a black man with black women. Mm-hmm. Give thanks. Mm-hmm. Give thanks. Real rap. Now, that hasn't been said. I wanted to also volunteer something about literacy real quick. That's, mm-hmm. right. That's all right. Let's go, brother. Thank you. Are you familiar with the movie series, The Gods Must Be Crazy? I think, Rob, we have seen that, haven't we? Yes, if I'm not mistaken, it's a, it's a movie about um, a, uh, a tri- uh, A tribe. Uh, someone in a tribe, yeah. He found a bottle or something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I vaguely remember it, spread, spread Love, but go ahead. Long story short, when you get a chance, watch it with the family. Y'all love it. It's banging. Mm-hmm. But in, in the series of the movie, I ain't going to spoil it for nobody, but there's a part where there's a brother who, of course, lives in the deep bush of Africa, you know what I mean? Yep. Away from the city. But there's some people from the city that end up stranded with him, right? Mm-hmm. He was amazed that they couldn't read the natural environment and know what type of animals was there, plants or whatnot. Mm. So that just made me look at literacy in a completely different level. Mm-hmm. I ain't encouraging nobody not to read, but if you're stuck on a desert island as it is right now, would you want somebody who's well-read or somebody who can read the environment and make sure you're well-fed? Got you, Spread Love. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. We're going to comment with you offline because we're running out of time here. Uh, I don't know if either any of y'all brothers have a comment or response for for Spread Love. Rob? I do. Yeah, that is uh, that's a great point. And uh, the way I would uh, the way I would put it is that we have to be aware that there are many types of intelligence. And so when we talk about literacy and education, going to school, that's a particular type of intelligence. And it's definitely useful in our society. Mm-hmm. But uh, we cannot forget or place less of an emphasis on things like emotional intelligence, relational intelligence, and so on, and other skills that may not necessarily be uh, taught in traditional um, uh, in, in traditional environments. And so, you know, I may be, uh, you know, uh, because of my job, I may be steeped in technology, but to say that, uh, you know, I'm more knowledgeable or more intelligent than say a carpenter or someone who works in another trade or mm-hmm. has another skill is something we have to be really careful of. You know, we have to really always, uh, be sure to respect, uh, people with, uh, where they come from. Mm-hmm. I've, did, did you want to weigh in? I see you nodding your head. I've, you want to weigh in on that? No, it's 
well said. Again, I don't have anything to add to that. I mm-hmm. agree with everything that Rob just said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scott, I don't know if you can come off mute if you want to weigh in on that. Come on, truck driver. Let's, let's copy that. Let's, let's, let's copy live. Let's copy live. Let's copy live. <laughs> <laughs> no, copy it, Rob. Well said, Rob. Well Rob, said, Rob. Rob said it well. Okay, the name of that no film comments. was The Gods Must Be Crazy. It's from 1980. Um, so question. So we're going to probably have to get out of here on this. No good. But first of all, thank you guys so much for coming on. I love you guys. I I really hope I don't get punched in the chest on, on Saturday, Jordan, on That's Sunday happening. for the, for the family picture. But, <laughs> but, but so, so we, you know, all of us are, are 50 and up, right? I'm, I'm 50. Two about to be fifty three, and I'm the youngest of of our team. And I wonder if if what you guys could share a little bit about how you see retirement planning right now. Maybe the best way to think about that is what would you say to yourself twenty years ago <laughs> about about retirement planning to make you even better prepared for for where you are now. And I've we'll start with you seniority first on this one, I've. Well, it's great. I mean, twenty years ago, again, I'll, I'll be sixty in March. But 20 years ago would have been probably the ideal time to start planning for retirement because at that point you can project or have uh, projected income uh, once you do retire to make sure that you can live comfortably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage anyone um, to at least give yourself 20 years or so, speak to a financial planner so that, again, you have things in motion prior to uh your actual retirement date. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And I have a quick follow for you. I mean have have so you're you're not at retirement age but close to it. I mean have things happened recently that changed your outlook in terms of how you see your own retirement? Uh things have happened recently that have uh, affected uh um how I view retirement. Mm-hmm. Um most notably again in, in our society especially now you it's difficult and, mm-hmm. and you'll find that a lot of, um, retirees, um, they still have to go back and, and find other employment to help make ends meet. I don't want that particular, uh, challenge. Mm-hmm. So if it means I have to work a little longer, then, then I will. That's awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you for that honesty. But Rob, same question 20 years ago, what you have said to yourself and, and kind of how you see things right now. Well, it's interesting. You know, I have, um, I have a 22 year old son that I uh, was just talking to today Mm -hmm. and um, we didn't talk specifically uh, about retirement, but uh, what what we talked about is uh, appropriate here. And that is that there is no free time, you know, (laughs) even at the age, even at the age of 22, Mm -hmm. uh, my son needs to be thinking about how he's going to uh, retire, how, or what what his life is going to look like when he gets to uh, retirement age. Mm-hmm. And he needs to be doing that now. You know, you have to be thinking about it now. As I said, you know, things, uh, retirement now is not uh, what it was. We are generally not going to uh, have the benefit of working, you know, for the same job for, you know, 25 or 30 years and then being able to depend on a pension to get us through the rest of our lives. That's that generally speaking is going to be much, uh, much less common. And so the answer for that, uh, to my mind is to start as soon as you possibly can. You really need to be thinking about retirement with your first paycheck, with your first paycheck. Ideally, you're going to be paying something towards your retirement. Uh, for myself, I was not, <laughs> I was not, uh, that I didn't have that much foresight. Mm-hmm. And I can say, as we sit here now, 
I have no retirement plans. I am I'm planning on dying at the keyboard, essentially. Um, and so I, I don't want that for anybody. I don't want that for anyone. I don't want that for my kids. And, you know, if I had to, um, if I had one thing that I could go back and tell uh, younger Robert, it's that, yeah, no, this is not a free paycheck. Yes, no, you always, there's always... Um, room and there's always um, a reason to be putting money away at every phase of your life. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me, that's the only way really that you're going to be able to get to a point where you can actually back off work as you go. Thank you, Rob. Scott, I know you want to weigh in here as well. Yeah, James, uh, a couple things on that. Uh, yeah, um, I just remember a couple things that dad said to me back in the day. I remember when I turned 25 and dad said to me, Hey, Scott, you know, you're 25 today, but you're 30 tomorrow. Mm. You know, you should start thinking like you're 30 years old instead of thinking like you're 25. Mm. And you should start planning for tomorrow. This is the time. You just graduated school. You just graduated college. You should be thinking retirement right now Mm -hmm. and just work your way backwards from there. You know, so yes, James, I have been thinking retirement for a number of years and you know how much I like talking about um, planning, just yes. planning in general. Yes. It's, I, I just have a love for planning. No way. And, no um, way. <laughs> who, knew, who knew that Scotty was an organic planner? Who knew that? Who knew that? This guy, make, he can make a plan for anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But um, I'm happy with the way the planning has gone thus far. Mm-hmm. And you know what, James? If something um, unexpected happens in the next two to three years and it kind of knocks my plan out, James, I still have a contingency plan. That's right. And, and it, that contingency <laughs> plan is just it's just based on the Peterson ethic of working. Mm-hmm. I could work until I die. I don't want to, James, mm-hmm. but I could. Mm-hmm. And keeping that in mind, that's the one thing that keeps me going. You know, there are no guarantees in life, mm-hmm. but it's always good to have a plan, a plan A and a plan B. Mm-hmm. Listen, I-, I love you guys, but I, I got to let you go because I've been beating up my brakes and late getting in and out of my 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 cues my 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 boss is like what are you doing dude you're not doing it right get your get your life together over there it's not running your mouth so i gotta let you guys go i love you guys thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy busy schedule and listen thank you also for the transparency and the honesty for our audience that is love that's real love to share your experiences and your insights with this audience in a way with almost no filter so i appreciate you brothers for coming on and showing everybody exactly how we're going to do this brotherly love segment here on evening words you've been listening to word radio on demand listen live at 96.1 fm 900 am and online at wordradio.com 